Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special Halloween edition of Evil Man. This is a very special episode. We're very excited because for the Halloween uh, edition, a special uh, bonus episode for y'all, we're going to interview the CEO of Hershey's Chocolate, Michelle Buck. Isn't that right, guys? That's right, Chris. Uh, by the way, it's Mike here, and uh, of course, uh, we've also got... I mean, if people have gotten through the 17th episode, they, they probably know, but my name is James, I'm the other host. But yes, Chris, as you said, it is a very special Halloween edition. We've been, we, we've been saving this, and people have, you know, fans of the show have been like, you guys are going to do something special for Halloween, and this is the big, the big fun Halloween episode. We've got Michelle Buck, the CEO of Hershey's. Yes! And um, we're going to ask her all sorts of exciting questions about chocolate, and Woo! the business of chocolate, and, you know, how to keep your profits as sweet as your treats come on uh, everybody let's get on the halloween train <laughs> no i'm really excited about this because i think you know whenever halloween rolls around your your thoughts do go to not just sweets and candies and chocolates but the business behind that and the yeah. the structure behind that and how do you get probably what a million billion hershey's kisses out all around the world it's yeah. gonna be really interesting i'm excited and, uh, Especially after COVID, because we all hear in the news every day about how supply chains have just been decimated by uh, COVID and the, you know, the way it's affected the economy. So I really can't wait to ask Michelle how she ensured that enough chocolate kisses got around the world in time for all the little uh, munchkins who are going to be out there trick-or-treating this Halloween. You know what I want to ask Michelle Buck, CEO of Hershey? <laughs> Go on. Uh- I want to ask her how, for every Halloween, they make big chocolate bars so little so they can fit in our sacks. Yeah. That's a great question. I mean, I guess it might just be that they use fewer ingredients and make it, you know. But, you know, who knows? It could be something more interesting as well. It's going to be Also, I want to ask her if she's ever thought of making chocolate popcorn chips. (laughs) What? (laughs) So, like a potato chip... Yeah, potato chip popcorn chocolate. That would be wild. With marshmallow and caramel and peanut butter. Wow. Little, I think like, they already have a candy that, uh, like that, but it's not made by Hershey, but it's called Claude Fuckers. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Yeah, I think they sell it in the southern states. You um, know, as excited as I am for this interview, which uh, is, um, is really going to mm-hmm. be great... It's going to be one of the all-timers, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I am a little weirded out, though. I don't yeah. know if you guys feel the same way. I, I, like, for people listening, um, we got this interview set up with the head of Hershey's, and yeah. through email, she was like, oh, great. Can't wait to meet you guys. Let's do it in person. We're like, great. Yeah. And But, but what's odd is where she wanted us to meet her. Mm-hmm. It's creepy here. <laughs> yeah. We, um, yeah. she wanted us to meet her in, I guess this is like an old industrial building. Yeah. yeah it's an, an industrial park. It's pretty abandoned and it's the, it's, it's literally the dead of night right now. Yeah. We're in a boiler room, but it's eerie and chilly in here. And, and you'd think that the CEO of Hershey's would have, you know, a nice plush boardroom where she could entertain us, and there'd be, you know, pitchers of water, and, of course, a bowl of chocolates. Michelle? 
Michelle. Nothing yet. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's it's definitely I'm gonna say a kind of a creepy vibe. Like we're 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 sitting here in three chairs yeah. in this boiler room of this derelict building. Yeah. We've got another chair across from us just waiting for Michelle. Mm-hmm. There's water dripping around us. It stinks. Yeah. It stinks really bad. It Whoa, stinks. Oh guys, like look. The furnace just ignited on its own. That's oh. weird. This is creeping me out. I hope Michelle Buck comes here soon. What the hell? This is creepy. Yeah. You know, as as grateful as I am that Michelle Buck agreed to do our podcast, you know, uh, I am a little bit annoyed that we've been waiting here for about an hour and uh, no sign of Michelle, you know? Yeah, you know what? If you ask me, someone needs to buy Michelle a freaking watch. Like, come on. Why are you <laughs> oh, so... Yeah. Get, totally get over it. Hurry up. Hey, anybody want a Timex? Whoa! Oh, oh my God! What the hell? Is that Freddy Krueger? No, it's a pepperoni pizza. Yeah, it's your guy, Freddy K. <laughs> Holy shit, you scared the fucking shit out of us, dude. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. No way to get around it. This face is a goner. Really bad. No one likes it. <laughs> Whoa, what the hell? What, I'm what freaking. the fuck? Fucking Freddy Krueger? Excuse me. Where the hell is Michelle Buck? You're not supposed to be here. She is. Hey, Hey, Michelle. Michelle Buck and I. Michelle Buck. First of all, Michelle Buck. (laughs) Gotta give it up. CEO her. She's one of the best chocolate brands around. Never really... Never yeah. really tried anything new. Just kind of kept that stern H and just <laughs> let it ride. But uh, her and I kind of get got to drinking last night, and we made out a little outdoors. And then uh, I, <laughs> then I for COVID. I, yeah, that's Jeez. good that you guys made out outdoors. Yeah, air circulation is important. Yeah. And then she was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I have a partner and the children. And I was like, oh, my God, you should have told me that. But uh, anyway, so she went back to her family and I slept outside. And uh, and she was like, can you do this thing for me tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. So uh, I'm here wow. and I'm ready to scare the fucking cargo shorts off all you guys. Why you guys all have cargo shorts on? Well, we thought we were going to get tons of free Hershey's candy. <laughs> Yeah, so the big pockets, we all thought, you yeah. know. I thought I was guess. leaving here with a ton of cookies and cream Hershey bars, baby. <laughs> so that was in the email, that was in the email with uh, with Buck, then, I guess. Yeah. Freddy, well, here, I got an idea. Like, geez, if Freddy Krueger is here, the master of uh, dream master and dream, uh, you know, nightmare freak out himself, why don't yeah. we interview him for Halloween? What? Wait. Instead of the CEO of Hershey's, but it's going to ruin our Halloween episode. And guys, to be frank, I just kind of came here to lock up the old uh, boulder. Uh, what is this place called? Boiler room. Boiler room. Ready? Where you were? Weren't you murdered here by a bunch of angry parents on Elm Street because you kept slicing their kids to frickin' shreds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thrown in the boiler room for that reason, sure, and a couple other reasons, but they're a bit more raw and real. Maybe not good for your peak ass, you know what I mean? Right. Well, can you I describe... If, oh, yeah. sorry. 
I Mike, guess if, you have a question for Freddie? Sorry. I'm, I'm just going to say, I guess if, there, if we have no better option, I guess we might as well, you know, talk to yeah, Fred. If there's no better option for the Halloween episode, I guess oh Freddie will be fine. Uh, oh, my God. Right. I feel like a fucking, I feel like someone dropped off a fucking big wheelbarrow full of raw meat at the Met Gala. What am I, nothing? What am I, just nothing? Can I get a, come on, guys, I'm fucking Freddie. Okay, well, anyways, Freddie, tell us your origin story. All right. Well, uh, wait, first of all, maybe I don't want to be on the peak ass. You know what I mean? Maybe I got oh, some come shit on. to do. Well, yeah, what else do you have to got do? to do? What do you got Look to do? Know. You're disgusting. You're right. I, hey, hey, buddy. I know, I know. It's tough with me because you can insult me and I like that, but I also don't. You know, I'm a complicated guy. Mm, yeah. uh, <laughs> anyways, best. origin story, where we came from. I was born to a nurse. Uh, or wait, I wasn't, okay, before that, a nurse, a Catholic nurse, mm-hmm. she had to spend Christmas one night in the insane asylum. Oh, yeah. that's, the that's the worst, worst place. shift on Christmas yeah. Eve when you're a nurse. Yeah. yeah. You have to go to the insane asylum. Uh, ho, ho, yeah. ho. More like, no, 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 thanks. Exactly. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More like, low, low, loco. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And uh, anyways, so she got locked into the room with a hundred of the most uh, violent maniacs. And, uh, mm. and then, you know, uh, they, I guess... Uh, what happened? <laughs> I guess a big... I guess a big... I don't... This doesn't sound good. I never what? really like saying this, but what I guess a, quite a big... Uh, like there are lots of... Like uh, a lot of happened and uh, and then so because people called me the bastard son of a thousand uh, one hundred maniacs and oh, oh my I god I think that kind of clears it up what happened I don't I don't need Yikes. to go into the the deets well can I go into some in details the, at least that's covered in the movies right like that's what yeah. that's in the that's in the real that's in your origins yeah, yeah. That's, the that's movies real. which are a mythology of your real existence of yeah. my real life yeah yeah can I just so, can I just um just point something out here that caught my attention there Freddie I don't like you I think you're a real creep but Respect. you mentioned that you I guess your mother was Catholic and I know that James and I are also uh, we were brought up Catholic so I, I don't know about you Chris but that's it's nice that it, you're at least you know we have that in common I guess I was brought up a lunatic <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got some familiar blood in the mix. That's nice. And, That's and what yeah. I wanted to ask about uh, the deets, uh, the yeah. science of it. So are you saying a yeah. hundred different s- sperms from different lunatics all mixed and conjoined and made a super lunatic sperm? And that's yep. what impregnated your Catholic nun nurse mom's uh, egg? And then it created yep. this super extreme lunatic zygote that could just created like this beast that you are yeah pretty much you know uh yeah that's that's kind of where we stand on uh the old uh yeah it's you know when i'm dating someone new that's not a fun night when i tell them you know who i <laughs> yeah. am where yeah. you know the night where you're like hey what yeah. what's your family history like uh, yeah. I kind of avoid that as much as possible, but that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the lowdown. Yeah, and, that uh, history must bring up some feelings yeah, within you. Yeah, for sure. For you think sure. it affected you? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, some po- sometimes when people look f- back on their dad and they go, uh, complicated <laughs> man, but there was something there. And for me, 
when I look back, I'm like, my dad is crime was a crime man. Uh, so have you, you know, never played like catch with a baseball glove with when any of your about- 100 lunatic dads? I, okay. Well, one Christmas, my mom was like, I'm pretty busy. Do you want to go hang out with the 100 maniacs? So I did bring a mitt to there and we kind of yeah. got a thing going. Mm-hmm. Uh, a right. L- yeah. It's 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 wild that you have this like truly horrific origin story yeah. because if serial kills, killers have told us taught us anything, any old person might end up being a bad guy. You know yeah. what I mean? It's mm-hmm. you could have just yeah. been brought up normally and still had the razor fingers and everything. But I yeah. guess you, yours just was really straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But would I, you be just a regular bad guy, or in this circumstances, would you be a bad guy who, after being burnt to death, can come back as a spectral force in kids' dreams and kill them while they sleep? Maybe that's the extra bonus of the one hundred lunatic sperm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I think some hmm. of the you uh, you know Mad Hatters or what have you uh, within there. Uh, I think they had, some of them had some sort of spectral kind of cosmic energy. They must have. What I didn't ask for these powers, Freddie. If you know this was in the past where we didn't uh, have the same attitudes towards mental health as we have yep. today, and I, yep. I, I, I'm something tells me that if. This story, that your story happened today, those 100 maniacs wouldn't be locked away in some, you know, dungy old, you know, insane asylum. That they'd all be, you know, heavily medicated and out, you know, working regular jobs, living their lives. And, you know, yep. mm-hmm. people would be more empathetic towards them. So maybe you wouldn't, a guy like you couldn't, couldn't happen today, maybe, you know? Absolutely. I wish, I wish uh, Instagram and, uh, and uh, all the little Instagram posts that go like, hey, get out for a jog. Don't listen to the malls or ads. I wish some of that stuff was around before I was born, you know? Yeah. People talk about mental health stuff. Or Bell Let's uh, Talk. I mean, that could have. Oh, my God. I love Bell Let's Talk. Every Bell yeah. Let's Talk, I text like a little goblin. I, I, text, <laughs> I text my mom and I text all my dads. And I really, I think I get about $35 into nice. uh, uh, just myself from texting but, uh, on Bell Let's that's Talk. Nice. When some of these, when these lunatics were having their way with your mom, does she recall thinking that some of them should have been like on a, like a medication or something? Yeah, one time we were eating dinner and uh, she kind of imp- out of nowhere was just like, you know, some of those guys should have been on some medication or something. Someone should have been talking to them. <clears throat> but mental health facilities were quite bad back then, you know. If you were yeah. like, hey, hey, help me, I'm struggling, they would throw a you know, piece of bread at you and be like, well, Jesus made you wrong, so yeah. Yeah. figure it out, <laughs> you know. Well, why don't we move away from, from that, from, you know, pre-Freddy. Yeah. And... and, and- yeah, instead of you, Freddie, uh, uh, going and seeking therapy for your own issues growing up yeah. with that horrible origin story, you adopted a different method of dealing with it, and it wasn't a baseball mitt that you ended up wearing all the time, but you wore a different kind of mitt, didn't you? And what was that? I did. Well, uh, well, thank you for noticing. That's something that a lot of people don't pick up on. Uh, I think a lot of people see the myth of my life in these movies, and they Never talk about the hand, uh, so thank you. Uh, so it's a beautiful it, hand. It's very nice. It, I appreciate mm. that. Very ornate. It was a gift from my uncle to help me from not being bullied. Right. Whoa. And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's, a, and it's a, a uncle. 
with it's gl- super sharp knives that yeah. extend from your fingers. Yeah. Yeah. It's and so super you, sharp- you originally would just bring that to school to be cool around kids. Yeah. And then so like they'd be like smoking or drinking or something and you'd just be like, show them the glove. Yeah, they'd be like, you want a light? And I'd grab it and, the, and I'd cut it in half and they'd be like, Freddy. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'm more of a bong guy. Uh, but I had never smoked weed oh. at the time. I was just trying to be cool, you know? Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm thinking if you have that glove on, you get a little itch on your nose, you better be careful because otherwise if you use the wrong hand, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've snipped. I've definitely, oh, I've yeah. definitely snipped. I did my own circums- circumcision by accident, okay? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was play. I was playing this uh, high school game called uh, Nevermind. Let's not do that part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we're talking about your your famous knife's hands, and yeah. it reminds me of like I have to ask this. I'm sure you get this question all the time, so forgive me. But do you resent or do you like a guy like Edward Scissorhands? Oh, yeah, yeah, the only other scissors guy out there, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Are you okay? Sorry. Had a bit of morning phlegm there, you know, when you drink a coffee and have a croissant. That's a lot of butter and oil. It is, To put into your mouth. (laughs) Uh, Ew, Freddie, you're gross. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, buddy, it's natural. What what was your mouth situation like this morning? What's your name, Kraz? My name is Kraz, and I've got crisp green tea sliding down my gulliver. <laughs> oh, actually, it sounds pretty healthy and good. Uh, to get back to your cue, Edward Swiss, uh, as I like to call him, uh, he, you know, he's too shy, and I was kind of the shy guy. That was kind of going to be my thing, like, when people are like, well, how come you don't hang out at parties? I'll be like, oh, I'm the son of 100 Maniacs. I'm a bit shy. I don't know how to talk to people. But then he was yeah. like, I'm Mr. Shy. And then everyone freaking <laughs> liked him. And he had the hairdresser idea, which I freaking didn't think about. I was doing a nut. Yeah, I didn't have that idea. So anyways, big <laughs> respect to Ed with yeah. Swiss. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, if he comes over with a fresh crack beer, uh, I'm, I'm probably not going to share it with him. You know, I'm probably going to dump it out in the rose bushes and walk on, you know? Well, <laughs> can I just say that if you're... Wondering, like, gee, why do people like Edward Scissorhands more than me? Um, yeah. It might have something to do with, hmm, well, he doesn't have a history of just murdering all the, the, the town's children. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think, yeah. think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe yeah. we should get to that because, so, mm-hmm. Freddie, part of how you became Freddie yeah. is mm-hmm. you, I guess you killed a bunch of kids in a town? Yeah. Is that right? Well, uh, yeah, on Elm Street, which was also the street that uh, John F. Kennedy was shot on, uh, just to be uh, for real, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, wow. Elm Street was the name of the street that John F. K. got, uh, you know, his business handed to him. Uh, they, don't, they don't incorporate that in, in the movies, which and I think that they really missed uh, something juicy there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. New Line Cinema, Wes Craven was always like, we got to get John F.K. in there. We got to get John F.K. in there. And New Line's like, no, this is our first movie. We can't just come in and bring in a fake, you know what I mean, president. So they yeah. they dropped it. But, um, yeah, I was burned by the town's uh, parents. And not for murdering. And we're going to go back into some uh, pretty bad stuff, you know, content warning. But I was a pretty <laughs> big child molester. I molested quite a few children. And Boo. that's why they burnt. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, Freddy, come on. Jesus you know. Christ. <laughs> 
Hey, go, I'm a fucking burnt guy with a sword hand. I'm not gonna have a good. I'm not gonna have a good. Ba- I'm not gonna be like. I took like intro ballet growing up, and then I got in a minor fender bender. But wait, did you molest mind. them or just kill them? I thought you just killed them. No. Okay. So here we go. This is the full uncut truth. Pun on how I gave myself a circumcision earlier. Anyways, I molested a whole town of kids. And then, so the parents were like, enough is enough. You know, the police wouldn't yeah. believe them. Uh, and then, yeah. so they burned me. So I was, this was pre, you know, good. Uh, burning. And then they burnt me. And then they were like, that's good that that's done. I guess we'll go back to our normal lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that stuff has an effect on you. So, and then I kind of came back and was running around the dreams. So, yeah, that's how, that's kind of the burn origin story. And then I started haunting people's kids as revenge for killing me, for being a child molester. So it's kind of a back and forth between like, you killed yeah. me, but I did some bad stuff. But yeah, 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 can yeah, I, yeah. Can I point something out? Now, first of all, <laughs> you, your, your rap sheet is just horrific. Let's, let's not <laughs> keep talking is. about it. It's really, really yeah. disturbing. And yes. how dare you? And you know what? I have nothing but respect for those parents who fucking burned you alive. But yeah. I just, just hearing you describe it again, I just, it just reminds me of the famous Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff's song, A Nightmare on My Street. I don't think Will Smith mentions all of the molesting in, in the song, in any of the lyrics. No. And that seems like a, quite, quite an oversight, you know? Yeah. When I actually feel came, like the movies themselves gloss over it as well. <laughs> Well, not the 2003 one really goes into it, and that's kind of why people didn't like it. <laughs> right. That's is that a new nightmare, or is that the re- remake with uh, that was the, that the was guy the from Bad remake. News Bears? Yeah, that was the remake, the last remake. I thought I remember watching that one too, and they went, "Oh yeah, they went hardcore with Freddy's mythology here. It was yeah. a bit darker." Yeah, a bit too much. Like, you only really know about my mythology if you, like, look it up. It's only kind of alluded to in the first movie, then it's kind of revealed in the third. Uh, But if you do the deep dive, you can get to know. And quite frankly, when Will and Jazzy J.F. came out with that song, I called Will and I said, hey, buddy, what's up? Let's let's get Ron real. Let's get the truth out there, you know? And Mm -hmm. he said, that's not going to work for my brand. And I said, well, what is this, Hollywood or real life? And I hung up because, you know, I'm not having that conversation right so you wow you had sort of um a bit of a tense relationship with will smith because of that song sure and he wanted me to be in wild wild west because of the steampunk (laughs) thing i fit in perfectly but then he was like i don't know buddy you've done some stuff and i was like i get that (laughs) wow yeah i guess your hand kind of looks like yeah steampunk you got the hat yeah, well, yeah, I'd love to talk about what? your outfit if I could. Um, and if you're you if can. you're not familiar with Freddie's look, <clears throat> he's got a fedora on, which I think is a lot of fun. He's yeah. got the leather glove with the. No, spike. It's a bit bigger than a fedora. I don't know if I want to be well, people walking around saying hat. I'm wearing a fedora. Well, it looks like a fedora <laughs> to me. <laughs> and you, well, how you would you describe this? that hat, Freddie? Hmm. I'd say it's more of a, you know, like a hat than you get at Forever 21, one of those big floppy hats that young women wear. <laughs> I'd, say it's, I'd say it's not that, but, but it's closer to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Who? Uh, well, okay, well, sorry, but James. Also, I wanted yep. to mention, Freddie, you wear a striped sweater that honestly reminds me of a sweater I would have bought from The Gap a few years ago. Striped red and green. And I'm yeah. going, does this guy love Christmas or what's the... 
Yeah, you know, okay, yeah. The origin of the, everyone wants to know, what's up with the color scheme of the mm. old sweater? Uh, yeah, it's Christmas. I'm going to be real mm. with you. I like okay. Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I like the whole Christmas thing. Uh, okay. A lot of it mimics some of my murders. You know, there's a surprise. There's excitement. There's darkness. Uh <clears throat> Yeah, I'm a big Christmas guy, you know? I believe in angels. Uh, I believe Uh-oh. in Christmas angels. Uh, really? Baby Christ, I believe in it. I like it. Um, <laughs> I like... It's also the night you Fair were conceived. Enough. Yeah, so it's a big one for me. It's my birthday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when you think of your birthday, you always think of the night you were conceived rather than yeah. when you were born. When you invade the teenagers' dreams to murder them with your claw hand, sometimes mm-hmm. you take fun forms, like you were a puppet master one time where you yep. used a kid's veins as the strings. You were a giant worm as you sucked a, <laughs> a girl into your mouth. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. You've sucked guys into beds. You've, you've, yeah. broke, you've sucked guys into their water beds and killed them there. Yep. And, What's some, what's some of your favorite transformations in dream form when you're scaring the crap out of these fucking kids? <laughs> yeah. Hey, and I appreciate you kind of getting on my level with the rough language and stuff. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if we could all kind of rough it up, you know, that would make me feel more at home. I'm used to hanging out honestly, with some rough dudes. I'm a, Yeah, honestly, I don't mean to be crass, but I've seen all your fucking movies a million times, oh, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could. Mike, Mike you, we could start swearing a bit more in this episode. Why not? It's Halloween, hey? It's Halloween. On, get, yeah, it's get loose. You know, it's one of us Halloween. So, yeah, what oh. forms have you taken? Some of your favorite tricks you've pulled in Dreamland. Yeah, favorite tricks. Uh, yeah, so you mentioned some of the hits. You know, the waterbed going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's this for a wet dream? Uh, I killed uh, a kid who wanted to be a movie star, smashed their head into a, a, a TV screen, and my head came mm. out of the TV. I said, how's this for prime time? B word. Uh, did you say and, that really? Mm-hmm. It's true. That's so funny. Yeah, and remember the girl who was like a there was like an anorexic girl too or something, a bulimic girl. Yep. And then in her nightmare, you started feeding her too much food from yep. a fridge until she blew up and died. And you yeah. and and your fingers were shish kebabs. You used your yep. knife hands for shish kebab mm-hmm. poker sticks. And as you're feeding her, you said bon appetit, b word. B word, yep. Yeah, so that one was that just was a bit mean. of a... That was mean. Holy it crap. It was, well, that was misguided, because that one I was, I, was, I was reaching out to a lost soul, you know, someone who had some body issues, dysmorphia, and I was trying to help them, but then I got so into helping them that I killed them. That one was an accident. Uh, so, one of my favorite... I've done lots of stuff, so like one teen was really into uh, computer uh, programming, Coding right. and such, so mm-hmm. I uh, appeared as a, a, a first-year college computer professor, and uh, and uh, we did uh, <laughs> what? We did, a whole, we did a whole year of classes, <laughs> and did a whole year of classes in the dreams, pretty normal styles, and then uh, at the end of the thing, I was like, "Hey, you're really good at uh, coding. Uh, we should grab a cafe at the Starbucks." So in the dream we go to Starbucks, you know, I get my usual frappy on ice, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, and then when we sit down, I go, uh, "How's this? Uh, you ever seen The Matrix?" <laughs> and then uh, they in the dream in the dream they go, "No, not really." I was like, "What?" But you're into computers and stuff, anyways. So we go back and forth, well, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, what? 
Go, no, I'm go just going to say, I remember seeing this movie in the theater, and it was I was like, this isn't as exciting as some of the other uh, installations in this franchise. Because it just yeah. a lot of it was you just teaching a kid computer science, you know? Pretty good coding, yep. Yeah. Um, and then when he opened the Matrix DVD, there was a little me inside there. And, and the little <laughs> me said, uh, bet you didn't see this. Was going <laughs> to bet you didn't see this on a com- Bet you couldn't predict this on a computer chip. And then, uh, and then the kid goes, "What?" And then, uh, and then I was kind of like, at this point in my head, I was like, "Buddy, you're this is bad. Like this is a bad kill." So then I just went inside his latte, and then, uh, and then when he drank the latte, I burst out of his stomach and said, uh, "Someone's lactose intolerant, bitch," uh, <laughs> because yeah. I kind of panicked, and I know that like you know yeah. milk alternatives, it's a bit of a hack move, but I. I was kind of, I thought I was trying to get more improvised with my kills, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's too loose, and I had to pull. It the must be hard. The emergency. You, you kill so many teens in their dreams. It must be hard to yeah be original each dream. Yeah, and these new teens, they fucking know so much, and they don't want to <laughs> yeah. talk to strangers and stuff, you know. But you, you are a natural performer. I mean, the lines you you come up with are really funny you know it's yeah. impressive like mm-hmm. you do think on your feet the lines always have something to do with the way you're killing them and yeah freddy That's... yep because we're talking about comedy and fun stuff have you watched ted lasso what do you think of that show <laughs> um i watched a trailer for it because everyone was talking about it <laughs> and it's about like <laughs> so i wa- so everyone's talking about it online right yeah freddy <laughs> And, uh, you know, you can't go a day without hearing about this lasso, fella. So, uh, I, yeah, I checked out the trailer on Apple TV or what have you. And, uh, I tell you, he's a southern guy that goes to the UK <laughs> to coach soccer. No, I'm not watching that. That sounds like the most boring, stupid thing I've ever heard. It's and he's hilarious. Nice okay. But it's good. not just hilarious, right, James? It's also what? It's heartwarming. Heartwarming as hell. Well, you must hate that word, Freddie, heartwarming. And if you don't Ugh. like the the premise of Ted Lasso, can I ask you, um, well, let's see you try better. Let's see you come up with a, a show for Apple TV. And I'd even challenge you to come up with a better show on the spot. <laughs> okay. What is this, Dragon's Den? Okay, here we go. By the way, Dragon's Den got a couple tales of that. You ever been inside O'Leary's mind? Holy shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that guy's fucking... You. Talk about, now, I know that this is getting re- very referential and uh, of the day, but uh, you, you, you've seen Squid Game, <laughs> Try O'Leary Game, you know, that's a oh, nuts head. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, wow. Yeah, really bad stuff. Uh, Does okay. anyone survive O'Leary Game? No way. Not even his own wife or him. He hates everything. He kills himself after every dream. That's how he wakes up. Kevin O'Leary. I'll tell I gotta you get it. I, so he goes, I got to get out of this dream, and he blows his brains out and wakes up. I actually had to stop hunt, haunting Kevin O'Leary's dreams, because before I would kill him, he'd always be like, ah, oh, shit, I got to get up and look at crypto. And he would shoot himself in the head. So yeah, he's God. always got a gun in his dreams. He's always holding a gun. <laughs> O'Leary's uh, dreamscape is so psychotic that even Freddy can't kill him in time before he kills himself. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, the first time I popped into a Kevin O'Leary uh, joint or, or dream production, what have you, um, he had a full-blown gun, and, and he... Do you, 
Do you guys remember the Street Sharks? The cartoon, the Street Sharks. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so I they think were they like were trying the- to capitalize off of Ninja Turtles or <laughs> yeah. something, right? Yeah. Yeah, they were like the Ninja Turtles, but they were sharks. And every time they went to go solve a crime, they would just destroy the streets of the local community. Like, so much construction had to be done after they went to <laughs> one crime. Anyways, Kevin O'Leary Dream, I pop in there. He's got the lead street shark by the... He's, he's pointing a gun to one of his fins. And he said, I know this is how you swim, and I'll blow it off if you guys don't... Uh, <laughs> If you guys don't uh, give me $100,000 so that I can make these different colored Twix uh, that I need to make. And then I was like, I was like, leave that shark alone. He's like, oh, yeah? And then he shot himself in the head. He's very <laughs> fragile in the dream world, too. He doesn't like to be questioned. So Kevin Leary dreams of extorting people with a gun to their head, basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Wow. And then he- He's money obsessed. Yeah. yeah. He really is. Yeah. And if you challenge him even just a little bit, he just blows his brains out. That's just terrible. Yeah, yeah that's it, an egomaniac right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's really maybe bad. he's the son of a hundred egomaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> and but, and some would say that's worse. <laughs> and I'd like to get that out there. <laughs> well, hey, Freddie, Freddie, you're oh, sorry. You go question. ahead, Michael. Well, we're just we're, we've been waiting for Freddie to pitch his show. That's better than, <laughs> better than oh, Ted. Oh, yeah, you avoid it. But here we go. Okay, a fast pitch. Something better than Ted Lasso. Here we go. Yeah. A football coach who usually plays NFL football. He moves to a small mm. town that only reads books. And then he's got to be like, we got to get a football team going. And everyone's like, no, we're readers. But then he introduces them to popcorn. And then they all go, what's this popcorn? And he said, the only way you can get popcorn is if you play NFL football. And then so he gets this football team in this town has never played football and he feeds them all popcorn and it stars Vin Diesel doing all the characters and we got the LMFAO brothers writing the script and uh, and uh, Reese's Pieces has got a thing going in there and uh, Kevin O'Leary's got a he's doing timpani stuff you know those big or- orchestral drums Kevin O'Leary's doing like a timpani soundtrack it's awesome that sounds great job wild yeah Mm, yeah, <laughs> I got a. What about? Have you ever thought about something simplifying it a little bit? And it's just like, yeah, an American uh, uh, nightmare man who appears in your dreams to yeah. murder you if you're a teenager. Yeah, ma- takes a vacation and goes over to the UK and starts invading the dreams of some British Cockney punks. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't like, that be sick? Yeah, like like I kind of like find the local jam spaces in like Hackney and like yeah. stuff like that. And whenever a, a lead singer passes out from too much poetry or whatever, I go into their brain. Yeah, maybe but, you like haunt the dreams of some oi punks or something. Yeah, can you, do a, like can you do a British accent, Freddie? And I don't mean to put you on the spot, but it could be fun just to hear you. Like, what would you sound like if you were? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. England. So, well, give me a scenario. Like, how am I killing someone? Am I bursting out of a drummer's chest? Like, because so, I need a little lead in. Maybe, well, maybe someone's maybe. having a dream where they're in England. Maybe okay. someone's having a dream they're the fifth member of the Beatles. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So, fifth member of the Beatles. Okay. So, they're like doing an electric slide guitar or a synth or something like that. <laughs> All right. And I burst out of their chest. And I scratch up their face, and I go, uh, oh, 
now, now everyone's not gonna make fun of Ringo. They're gonna make fun of you, mate. Because you're so ugly, bitch. Wow. So, and then we'll through through additional runs, we'll get it tighter and tighter. But that's yeah, oh, that's I can see bare bones. Yeah. Can you do an impression of um, a, a, a British teenager? Offering you tea, but you're insulted because you're from America and you drink coffee. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, Freddie, you like? Uh, what you, uh, I'm, I'm about to make a cup. You want one? What? I'm about to make a cup of tea. Eh? Tea? Uh, do you have any coffee? Ah, oh, we don't drink coffee. We uh, we drink tea there. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm a Joe guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Freddy I'm a Joe guy. This Cup is very good. Piping hot, nice and warm. Keep it hot. It's so warm down my throat. I love coffee. Something like that. That's that amazing. Really How about like? Can you do a, a UK a, a, a murder dream in the UK where you reference like Lord Byron or something, or maybe yep, uh, Purse Blythe Shelley or something? Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Um, okay, so you got the um, Lord Blythe. What was him? <laughs> Lord Byron. Lord he wrote Byron. Don Juan. Yeah. He. What did he write? The Don Juan epic poem. Yeah. The Don Juan. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, an old famous writer is sleeping, um, and then uh, I pop out of oh uh, his eyes two little ones of me. And uh, oh. and then uh, yeah, and I, I knock on his brain, tuck, 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 and I go, uh, oh oh, you think you you think you're Lord Byron with the John Juan? You think you can write Moby Dick? No no no, you should write the back of a Cheetos bag, beer. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> that's mean, wow. dude. Really good, really yeah. good. Freddie, um, I was just wondering, so um, your whole thing is you, you were set ablaze by these angry parents, you die, yep. and then you live in, um, in dream world. Yep, yep, and yep, I'm yep, curious yep. about dream world. I mean, mm-hmm. is it sometimes sort of nice that you could just, you know, go into a nice dream and not have to kill people? Like, what is dream world like? I'm, I'm curious about the whole thing. Right. Yeah. No, this is a good question. I appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, dream world is a world of infinite possibilities. Uh, mm. It's very beautiful. Uh, mm. The main world of dream world is an empty, dark space full of 1,000 doors. Uh, and uh, each door, the situation changes every half an hour. So you never really know what you're going to get in the dream world. Um, and you can't really predict it, but so every night I go into one of my doors and I have a little time. Um, so last night, and some of them are pleasant. Like last night I opened the door and, uh, I swam with a dolphin, just a solo dolphin in some crystal, crystal blue ocean. And, uh, and, uh, I was going to touch a sea urchin and the sea urchin was like, no, 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 take off your glove. (laughs) <laughs> and so I, I did, and then it let me touch it. So soft and nice. Um, so it's really anything. Another door that I went through was like a Boston pizza on a Friday night. 
Uh, some, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that one was nuts. Was is it a, in a Canadian town? Because I think it's a Canadian restaurant. Yeah. yeah, that was in Nelson, B.C., Boston oh. Pizza. That was I dream the, of that all the time. Yeah. First so there is happens, a soft side to Freddy Krueger. Hey, buddy, you know it, you know? I've read freaking Babysitter's Club. I've seen Orange <laughs> is the New Black. I've read the uh, notebook, uh, screen book adapted from the movie. I, yeah, I like stuff like that. Well, Freddie, if you're able to have, you know, nice, you know, yeah. if you could be nice in dreams, yeah. why, why are you always making headlines for being rude in dreams? And by rude, I mean murdering, murdering teens murdering in their dreams. Teens. You know what? I, I've had this question a few times with some friends. Late at night, you guys know this? When the party is getting late and the, the people who don't matter have left and it's just you and the real dudes. Oh, yeah. And you're all a bit too hazed, you know, cigar smoke is in the air, the Irish whiskey is <laughs> cake in the tongue, and that's when you really, uh, that's when you really, you say some shit that really means something to you, you know, you talk about charities you're interested in working for, and, uh... Guy stuff. Talk <laughs> yeah, guy stuff, you know, you talk about the one that got away, you talk uh. about charities you're interested in giving to in the future... <laughs> <laughs> you talk about GoFundMe's that you want to set up. Uh, yeah. You talk about yeah, that's nice. Uh, you talk about times that you were embarrassed in a in a store changing room trying to try on some clothes. You know, yeah, real oh. stuff. You know. So you've tried to switch up the sweater you, uh, a few yeah, times. I've, uh, yeah, I tried. Yeah, I tried doing like a loose blouse, and then Dracula was like, "Stop!" <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, fine." Fucking oh wait, Dracula. so you know other. <laughs> You know other famous, you know, creepy guys, monsters, yeah, maniacs? Yeah, Frankenstein, Dracula, all those guys. You fought uh, Jason, but are you guys friends now? Or Well, we fought in space. Oh, no, we didn't. Never mind. No, we, you- yeah, we fought in real life. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The thing with Jason is um, he's just, you know, we, come, we all come from weird backgrounds. He... Yeah. What, mm-hmm. He was his mom, but then he was, you know, he's gone to hell. He's been to New York. Well, he wasn't really in New York. He was only in New York for 10 minutes at the end of Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time he's on a houseboat. In, and it uh, doesn't even river. look like Manhattan, to be honest, when he's there. Yeah, but he does scare those punks, which is kind of cool. Those New Hold York on. punks. That Wait, was cool. The movie's called and, Jason Takes Manhattan, and he spends most of the movie on a houseboat? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. It's the about audience. a house. It's a trip. A houseboat takes a trip to Manhattan. And Manhattan is the destination at the end of the movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, and a and lot the, of the man, Manhattan looks like Manhattan looks like maybe the three tallest buildings in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, we did not shoot that one in actual. Well, we I was well I was kind of there. You yeah, know. you're a producer, right? I was, yeah, I was executive producer. I was using my producer name, so you wouldn't know it was me. Well, they shot and it in they shot it in British Columbia. Actually, I just looked it up. They used Vancouver yep. as uh, Manhattan in the oh same way that Rumble in the Bronx was used. Uh, they shot it in British Columbia as well. Yeah, totally. One of my favorite yep. comedians, Aaron Reed, is from Vancouver, British Columbia. Oh really? Fuck man! I'll don't haunt him. his dreams, J- uh, Freddie. Don't uh, you know, his don't dreams kill him. are. Probably already haunted, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. If he's friends but, with me and us, yeah, definitely. If he's friends with us, his dreams are definitely haunted. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. So who do you like? like uh, who did you like playing you more, Jackie Earl Haley or Robert Englund? Wait, I didn't realize someone other than Robert Englund even portrayed yeah, Freddy Krueger. The reboot, two thousand three. They tried to get a well, different guy. Well, the darker themed reboot from twenty ten that uh, Freddy yeah, was just talking about earlier. Uh, it was Jackie Earl Haley. They were trying to re- yeah, reignite the franchise, but it only did the one. And I think probably because it dealt with the darker themes mentioned earlier in this episode. Yeah, totally. I think uh, it's like I think they- this is not fun. Yeah, that was the thing with the movie. You know, they were like, "Hey, uh, let's take all the." Uh, yeah, it's important if you want to have fun to gloss over any sort of trauma. Uh, in that situation, you know, if you're talking with a friend and you're catching up and they start s- saying traumatic things that have happened to them, if if you were only prepared for like a BLT and a coffee with your buddy, just fucking sidestep that shit, you know? Exactly. About... <laughs> it's like how I yeah. go to therapy and I just try new jokes out on my therapist. <laughs> exactly. The thing about a two-way conversation is one person can dominate it if they want to. Uh, and that's just a good kind of life hack. But to get back to your question, um, I'd say Robert Englund is my favorite guy, and I'll yeah. tell you why. Um, he is poetic. He considers mm-hmm. portraying my history an art form, and I like that. And here's a quote from Robert Englund that really sums up why I like him playing, because he takes it so seriously. Here we go. Robert Englund, when he starts talking about Nightmare on Street 2, he says, uh, and this is verbatim, I got this off the uh, Never Sleep Again documentary, a seven and a half hour documentary about the Nightmare on Elm Street saga, free on YouTube if you want to check it out. But he says, of Nightmare on Elm Street 2, he says, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 rocked Europe. Uh, he said it rocked Europe. Uh, because they picked up on the whole psychosexual homoerotic subtext, so it did really well in Europe. Yes. <laughs> Nightmare on wow. Elm Street Part two, Freddy's Revenge, is one of my favorite movies because or favorite nightmares films because of that situation. You showed it to me, Chris, and I yeah, went James over to Yeah, James and I watched it. I watched good. it with a lot of friends. It's a, it is the whole movie is a blanket analogy of coming out in high school, realizing that you're gay. Wow, and it's really funny. Not in the sense that you know being gay is funny, but it's funny in how they illustrate it through the metaphor of a psycho murderer from dreamland is trying to possess <laughs> your body and make you kill your hot best friend as he sleeps shirtless and wet in the bed beside you. <laughs> and it was a huge hit in, in Europe. Does that mean, Freddie, that you are you're sort of, you know, in North America, you're considered like he's a monster. But in Europe, are you considered a great artist in the way that like Jerry Lewis was sort of elevated and like you're considered, you know, the real deal? In, uh, mm-hmm. in Europe, <clears throat> you know, uh, I I have some following in Europe, um, some in the UK. Uh, let's just say I'm not like famous enough that when I'm walking down the street, people go like, "Freddie, you want a room for the night?" <laughs> you know, people right, don't say right. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I can go into a Tesco and uh, and uh, you know. If I don't have a points card at a Tesco, they'll hook me up real good uh, with nice. one. So, That's amazing. Yeah. That's like Does the anyone perfect ever give level you like, of fame. Oh, sorry, yeah. Mike. Say that again. Oh, I was going to say, that's like the perfect level of fame where like you can yeah. walk down the street uh, well, unmolested. But you can also get some of the perks of, you know, but- what, of being, you know, in movies. Totally. Yep. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, that's you know, it's a nice plus. You know, it's a, it's a bit it gets a bit cushy sometimes once you got the points card. You know, you can get enough points to get something. But um, so that's a bit cushy. Nice. You know, feels a bit <laughs> feels a bit <laughs> too much. You know, no, but that's sweet. I, I would like to say about Nightmare on Elm Street Two. I would like to give a big shout out and respect to the lead actor Mark Patton, um, yeah. and a, and a big shout down and boo boo to writer David Chaskin. Uh, because uh, David Chaskin wrote Nightmare on Elm Street 2 in this kind of way with gay subtext, but dipping into some things he shouldn't have. He was a straight guy, and some, there's some, like, like the ending is, like, he falls in love with the girl, and it's and so he's like, the love of a good woman will make you ungay. And oh, then I never caught that the, part. When the audience is turned on the movie, because a lot of people hate it, because they say, you made it gay, and we don't like that in the 80s, mm-hmm. David Chaskin was like, I didn't do that, Mark Patton did it. And Mark Patton, who, you know, this was one of his first movies, he started out doing a filmed play that was directed by Robert Altman, and uh, he mm-hmm. was starring alongside Cher, and uh, and uh, so it, to, for your first movie, and he is a gay actor, for your first movie to mm-hmm. be, you know, so openly gay, and back then it was, if you, if you were openly gay in Hollywood, you could only really get character acting roles, you couldn't be a lead. Right. So, uh, so David Chaskin really threw him under the bus. Everyone hated Mark Patton. Uh, <laughs> Damn! Mark, what the hell, Freddie? Yeah. What the? And then, but if you watch the documentary Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, uh, Mark Patton does. It follows Mark Patton and his uh, his because uh, he moved to Mexico after because he was so hated by Hollywood, uh, and then he kind of got a second chance at these conventions, and he eventually confronts David Chaskin. You gotta check it out. Oh, but wow. let me ask you this, Freddie, because at the end of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Freddy's Revenge, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Yep. Maybe you're right now that I'm remembering it. He does match up with the lead again, who kind of looks like a really cute, red-headed Meryl, young Meryl Streep. Yeah, kind of. she looks I like I had Meryl a crush Street. on her. She's really pretty. Oh, yeah. But then, so they do get together, but then they go on the school bus, right? Yep. And then the school bus turns out to be a dream again, and yep. Freddy is driving the bus, and he's going to kill them. So doesn't that mean that the lead male actor... His character, I forget his name right now. Uh, I think Mark, yeah. Mark Patton. Oh, the character's name. Yeah, his character might even be Mark. But anyways, doesn't that doesn't that kind of illustrate that in thinking that he could forget about his gayness and go back to being with the girl, but Freddie's there to remind him, ha 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 ha. No, I've still got you. It's like he should have just been who he was the whole time. Maybe I'm interpreting that. Wrong. No, I, th- I think you are, and you know what? I think yeah. I think part. Of, uh, no, I, I think you aren't. I think you're on the yeah. right track. You know, yeah. uh, uh, I, I you know I think at the end of the day, I think Freddie was just having a gas hanging out with this guy. Uh, you know, he's he's he is fun. He's fun to be around. You know. Remember when Freddie possesses the boy, uh, the teen, and then he goes to the late night leather clad S and M club and sees his yeah. gym teacher there, and then he takes his gym teacher back to the showers and he strips his pants off and whips his butt with a whip yeah, with towels yeah, until it bleeds that. yeah that was scary totally. did you really do that in real life i yeah i did and uh but the gym teacher was full hog into it uh you know i was i kept going like is this too hard and he was like buddy you're not even at the 50 percent threshold <laughs> and i wow. said and did the gym yeah. teacher in real life say whip my butt harder freddie you could whip it harder 
he did, and I was like, should we have a safe word or something? He's like, hey, safe words, that I don't even know what that means. And I was like, oh, that's bad. You should know what that means if you're into this stuff. And he's like, yeah. okay. He was like, I know what it means, but in this, I'm trying to let you know in this context that just do whatever, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was into that. He was into the hitting, but then when I started like throwing different like uh, kind of sauces, <laughs> sauces and stuff at his uh, butt, his rear yeah. end, he he was mm-hmm. like, "Enough! Don't fucking! What are you doing? This is uh, yeah, you yeah, you spicy threw, mayo." Like, yeah, and didn't you like have a f- like a variety of classicos that you unscrewed yeah. the lid at, and like mushroom ones and garlic cheese ones and stuff? <laughs> yeah, cl- classico the uh, yeah the different the different dips. <laughs> Wait, what was Classico? Classico, the uh, pasta sauces. Oh yeah, yeah, Classico. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I had a big, I had a big uh, Costco flat of Classicos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had a frame during that shot, and I was throwing, you know, yeah. different mushroom, olive, whatever. I was throwing mm-hmm. Classicos at him, and he's like, "Enough oh, with the God. sauces." Throwing sauces yeah. is the funniest thing. One time, I went to high school. Speaking of being a teen, and I had uh, stuff encrusted all over the front of my pants and everybody said haha you were masturbating we can tell by all the crustiness on your pants and i said no this is classico uh alfredo sauce good one chris thanks james (laughs) did they believe you i also use this i'm also using this interview with freddie to just workshop some new stuff (laughs) did they it's halloween you? you know some of them believe my best friends believed me but my enemies did not yeah that's how it goes um so can I? Oh, I, oh go ahead, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, I, no, James I doesn't talk that much this time. Come on, James. Go ahead. Ask ask your your question. Well, I because I'm not as familiar with your movies, Freddie. No offense. Oh, good. So you guys have have seen all the films because I'm looking at them here. So there's so there's nine Freddie films. I've seen anything, Freddie. Yeah. Okay, because except it looks for this like documentary series that he's talking about, which sounds like. Freddie's version of Made in the USA, the documentary about O.J. Simpson. Hmm. Yeah, it is like that. Did ESPN, did ESPN 30 for 30 make your documentary? We're, it's in the works right now. We were, we're just kind of nailing down casting, so it's a bit hush-hush, but if you guys want some deets, I'm down. Uh, That's sick, sick. But James, I'm interested, man. What's your cue? <laughs> well, so I'm looking here... <laughs> At the movies here, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Is there kind of like an old, I guess there's like an old school and a new school, because there's like Nightmare on Elm Street 1, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, 3, 4, 5, and then Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. So the first six are all within like seven years they all came out. Yeah. And then there's three others that all seem a bit weirder. Um, Is there kind of like a new school, old school feel to these? Like... Also, the the one that came out eighth, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, was kind of a bomb, and yep. uh, that's a weird name for a Freddy Krueger movie. Wes Craven's New Nightmare, but people really like it. It's really stylistic. It's intense. It's scary. It's pretty sweet. Huh. Yeah, people like it. Um, you know, I think at that point, Wes was because uh, Wes Craven did sell the rights to uh, the entire movie to fund the first one. Uh, him and, oh. uh, and and Bob, the guy who started New Line, they really put it all all, all out on the line for the first one. So <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I, forget, I forget the producer of of, uh, of New Line Cinema it was Bob something, but uh, 
I think for that one, I think Wes was trying to put his foot back in the old Freddy boots, and uh, at oh. that point, it had just kind of got out Yuck. of its hands, you know? Uh, what, uh, I was in my mansion, and one day, Wes comes up to me, and he says, uh, Freddy, I got a new idea for a show, and, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm on a cocaine hangover. I'm, I'm hanging in the pool Billy Madison style, you know? Uh, and uh, he says, uh, Freddy, we got a, I got a Wes Craven's new night, and I said, uh, doesn't sound like Freddy's in that one. And he said, no, you are. You're on the front cover. And I said, okay, that's all good then. And uh, so we made it. Wow. Yeah, because it, it. I could see by the end, I mean, you make six Freddy Krueger movies in seven years. Yeah. I could see by that sixth movie, maybe it's getting a little cliched. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a rock solid premise. One of the top Hollywood premises. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, even the finest fruit with the best juices is going to run out one day and you're going to get to the pit. And I think yes. that one's the pit, you know, and I don't mm. I don't I don't mean to be mean to Wes. He is the horror meister, uh, horror yeah. maestro, if you will. Um, but, you know, I think that one's the pit. It's no good, you know. And I to go back to your question. I do think there is an old school, new school. I think. uh I think uh, that first seven years, Freddy was, you know, fucked up, but he was fun, you know? There was mm. some fun about him, you know? You know, you're eating a plate of sp- sp- uh, <laughs> spaghetti. Yeah. You're eating a plate of SpaghettiOs, and it, I, I, I spell out, you know, <laughs> rank balls or something, you know, some sort of rude joke in the yeah. SpaghettiOs. And then, but once we get into the West Craven's new night, it's like, you know, I'm driving a Tesla, I've got a leather jacket, you know, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not actually driving. <laughs> Trying to get Tesla, but I've you know I've Less slicked funny. up a bit, you know. Well, I am mm-hmm. reading here on Wikipedia that Michael Bay took over the Freddy Krueger film <laughs> franchise for the twenty ten oh, right? version, and he he said that he wanted to to stop having Freddy be funny and make it more just scary and stuff. And I I don't like that. I think yeah. I think Freddy's mm-hmm. like look how funny you are. I mean, I, Michael I think Bay Freddy's got to have something? a bit of fun and say some fun lines. Michael Bay, go away. That's what I wanted mm. to say. That's awesome. Yeah. Michael awesome. Bay, I don't want to hear what you have to say. You know, a bit mm-hmm. longer, but same kind of tone, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and thank you for saying I'm fun. You know, a lot of mm. people get hung up on the fact of my origin story, some of the crimes I've done, the town yeah. I terrorized. But a lot of people don't know that I like to riff. I like to crack, you know, a cold yeah. one or a hot latte, whatever the vibe is. Maybe I'm chilling with some of my sober guys and we get, you know, a bunch of lattes at the park and we're like riffing, you know, big time riffs too. Sometimes people go, Freddie, we got to go, but you're fucking ripping on one right now. But we got to <laughs> we gotta go, you know? Well, wow. Freddie... Can I ask a question? You just you talked about how you haunted your hometown, and of course yeah. you're referring to Springwood, Ohio. So you're an Ohioan, and yeah. I gotta ask: Have you ever met the other big famous Ohioan that everyone knows, astronaut Neil Armstrong? Yeah, the Armstrong. Yeah, have you ever met him? Oh, buddy, I gave him a fucking dream when he was up there on the no. moon. <laughs> I did, I did. What? Come on, someone goes to the moon. You, that's that's ripe for a dream, uh, a messed up dream. You know? Well, he got back. He got back to Earth alive. So obviously, you didn't, you know, do your usual. Tell us. I know. What, yeah. Well, what, what did I happen? hope you had a good line. Yeah. I really did. Um, and uh, 
I'll tell you what it is, but the reason I didn't kill him is because I'm a bit of a space guy, you know? I like uh, I like to know what's out there. I am floating along the cosmic plane between uh, subconscious and unconscious, but that is different from space. A lot of people think that they're kind of cosmically linked, uh, but no, they're quite different. One is kind of a ethereal, you know, non-existent plane, but space is real. Um, so, I, so I'm a big fan of space. Didn't want to kill him. And and, uh, and what I actually said when I, in the dream, uh, he uh, he's on the moon and he he sees an uh, astronaut laying down um, and uh, he turns <laughs> over the astronaut in the dream uh, and uh, and then it, and then when he when he turns it over um, the uh, it's his old it's Neil Armstrong's old friend who he wouldn't share his yogurt with in elementary school. And but his face is all fucking worms, and uh, and it's my face. And then I go Ruskuyo Vremya Umirat, which is Russian for time to die. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because so, I know that you know they were trying to beat the Russians up there, so I wanted to kind of get that kind of thing in there. And then yeah. he was like, "What? I don't understand Russian." And I was like, "But uh, I bet, bet you, uh, but you can't look away from my button. No one." No one looks. No one. You. No one will hear you scream when I show you my button space. And so I kind of panicked and did like an alien tagline. And anyways, yeah, that's yeah. also why I didn't kill him. Is that kind of fucked up the thing? Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, Freddie, yeah. do you know Alien? Oh yeah, <laughs> the Alien from Aliens. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Know him. I know him. And I've and the Xenomorph. All that. Yep. The oh, Xenomorph. Yeah. Man, that 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 thing not not a gen well maybe a woman yeah it's a woman, um, oh man that thing uh, she's you know a lot of she does a lot of stalking and killing not a lot of talking but mm-hmm. you gotta hear some of the shit she says it's fucking so <laughs> oh, good really mm-hmm. and it and it X-rated, makes you think eh? too you know it's X rated but then afterwards you think about it and you're like holy shit X rated but totally. You know, I learned something from that. <laughs> and she's got a weird voice. Have you ever heard her voice? No. no. Oh, yeah. So she doesn't do a lot of talking, a lot of ha in the movies. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, when you, when you hear her talk, when you sit her down with a nice cup of Tetley's, she, uh, she, she kind of sounds like a... Yeah, so I was on the ship, kind of, and uh, <laughs> that's kind of how she talks, you know? That's yeah, amazing. So, wow. Yeah. Freddie yep. knows Alien. Well, I do, I do, I do. Never alienist. met the predator though. That guy's fucking uh, too teched out. Uh, you can never oh, talk right. to him. He's so serious. Yeah. I always want to know the story behind the predator's dreads. Yeah. So, <laughs> I you know I don't know. Yeah, you don't. I know? guess on his planet, there's sort of a Rastafarian culture as well. I don't know. There, yeah. yeah, there is. It's hard to tell if they came to Earth and stole that idea. You know, yeah. like is that. One time, uh, one of the Predator's spaceship flew pretty close to Earth, and remember they on the news, they were like, keep your eye out tonight, the Predator's spaceship is flying close by mm-hmm. the Earth, you'll be able to see it. And I sat out on my balcony with my telescope, and I did see it, and because it flew so close past Earth, I did hear the reverberating uh, bass lines of Sly and Robbie coming from the Predator's <laughs> ship. So, yeah, so maybe it's like, a, I think they're a fan. They're a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Of dub and yeah. the baseline, uh, the there's the predator spaceship flying close by Earth sounded like this. 
the it had the the ship sound like but underneath that ship ambience you could hear yeah it was pretty cool i mean that music some of the best music so you got to i know if you if you're going to take one thing from earth come on that's are you a reggae guy freddy Yep, I love reggae, I love dub. Uh, my favorite dub artist is Scientist. Uh, I think he's oh, great. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. Got Lee Scratch Perry, R.I.P. What a fucking, yeah, yeah. he was so cool. Changed music forever, gotta love him. Yeah. You know what? If you invaded any of Lee Scratch Perry's dreams, I feel like you would be the sucker on the other end. His, his brain is quite out there. Yeah, I've tried. And uh, let me tell you, uh, no, I get out of there right away. He's too creative. <laughs> <laughs> too creative. Yeah. Well, Freddie, we we've learned a lot about you. I I guess we're we're sort of coming near the end. I, can I ask a question though? Because this is our Halloween episode. Yeah. You know, we haven't kids haven't been able to celebrate Halloween in the usual way for a couple God years now. COVID. Do you do you have a message for kids? Do you have any <laughs> tips on how little ones can have a safe and happy uh, Halloween twenty twenty one? Absolutely, absolutely. I do, I do. I have a message for the kids. Uh, first of all, I'd like to preface this message to the kids about how to have a safe and good Halloween with a message to the kids, letting them know that I'm not killing anybody anymore, okay? Uh, I've, done some, I've done some inward thinking, you know? Really? Uh, yeah, Huge revelation. Nice. Yeah, I've, done, I've done a lot of looking in the mirror, and uh, I've decided that uh, I'm not going to kill anyone anymore. I've got a good stockpile of about 30 dead bodies in my dreamscape that I kind of just stab and kill, uh, kind of re-kill and re-stab, bring back to life, kill, re-kill. So, I know so is, this all, is this part of your message to the children right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so your message to the children is don't kill anyone. I'm not killing anyone anymore because I'm good. Exactly, because I'm just re-killing and killing these kind of stockpile of 30 bodies I got in my dreamscape. So right. my message mm-hmm. to the kids That's is cool. have fun, have a blast, be what you want, be culturally sensitive to your whatever your costume is. Um, make sure you involve everyone, even the kids that you don't like. And you know, if there's a kid in your class that you don't like, then maybe, but he doesn't do anything bad, like he doesn't like, like, like he doesn't like grip his junk and spit at you. Like if it's not a thing where like you're afraid of him, he's just kind of bullied. Take him out Halloweening with your fucking parents. You know, make a friend. What I'm trying to say is, this Halloween, make a goddamn friend, because never know when we're gonna get this Halloween again. You know, that's true. You never the know. COVID cases have led up just yes. enough to let us have a little Halloweeny mm-hmm, scream. Yeah. So let's take advantage of it and make new friends. <laughs> Whoa, hey, are you, by the way, speaking of COVID, did you get the vaccine? Oh, buddy, no way. I don't know what the fuck's in that shit, you know? No, I'm JK, JK, JK. I got it, I got it, I got it. Oh, good, glad to hear. I got it so hard when they were like, do you want the vaccine? Uh, I was like, already got it. And I had my hand, instead of the knives, I had five vaccines. And I I put it into my body, and they were like, no, that's too much. (laughs) I was like, oh, wow. And, man, I got (laughs) the chills. (laughs) I got a slight... I got slightly chilly from it, <laughs> but I'm double vax. I'm ready to go. I'm I'm having it's sad, fun. I, it's a sad image to picture Freddy Krueger all 
huddled up in the corner of a L-shaped couch with a blanket over him, shivering a bit. Shivering, watching Gossip yeah. Girl, the new one. Yeah, but I'm vaxxed now, so I can go to some of your Toronto places, uh, tall... Uh, Oh, uh, please, uh, there's no rush for you, Freddy, to come visit us here in no, Toronto. It's on. fine if you don't come. I'm there. You know, you know I'm, I'm in Toronto. I'm hitting up the scene, the Maple uh, Leafs, the Jays. I'm, I'm at all the events. Freddy, um, th- this has been great. You know, like, I think I speak for the three of us. Here we are in this boiler room, and uh, we were all really disappointed that the president of Hershey, Hershey's uh, <laughs> couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. But I actually think in the end... For a Halloween themed show, talking to Freddie, it did work out okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess we put a little something together there. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, uh, next year we can hopefully get a CEO or some sort of chocolate technician or something as our mm. guest for the Halloween episode. But this will, yeah, this will have to mm. suffice, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I I thank you guys. You know, and I thank you for that begrudging, um, you know, kind of positive. Uh, sentiment at the end. I like that. We all kind of you came around to me, which I appreciate. And uh, I, I just want to get the word out there to spread peace and love, get your vax, help <laughs> each other with groceries. <laughs> um, and uh, and maybe, you know, slap a content warning. CW on the beginning of this one, you know? My, uh, my history's a bit... Uh, yeah. History's not for everyone, you know? Maybe, hey, it's hair-raising. Could. Yeah. could I make one yeah. request? Please. Sure. On the little promo images for this one can you slap a parental advisory i've always wanted to because they don't do parental oh, advisory for yeah. movies i've always wanted to be a That'd part be of sweet. something that had a parental advisory logo on it that's a great idea it is a cool looking logo yeah, yeah for anyone and anyone who's listening now that's made it all the way to the end i just want to say a disclaimer if you've reached it this far uh all four of us don't like anything that we've said this whole time <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> well um yeah, I guess we should wrap this puppy up. Mike, was there anything you wanted to say before we hit the hay? No, I mean, it's a happy Halloween to everybody. But I, I, and again, I feel like I've been putting you on the spot a lot this episode, Freddie. But you've, you've said so many hilarious classic catchphrases yeah. uh, from dreams where you kill people. Uh, would it be too much if you, you sort of took us out of the episode uh, with a little catchphrase tailor-made for us? Wow, okay. Three guys who talk about evil men, okay. So imagine that you're yeah. in our dream. We're all asleep and we're sharing a dream, which is impossible. But hey, you're all stand-up the- comics, right? You all do the old, yeah, old yeah, stand-up yeah. comedy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. The old seven to ten, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hard to get longer spots in the city, eh? Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. You guys are all asleep, and uh, I'm, I'm, I've am uh, I'm conjoined all your dreams into three. You're all stand-ups. That's the information I'm riffing off of. Like a Skype uh, call, where it's like... You're all like linked up together. Yeah. Okay, okay, and you're all sleeping. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I, uh, I'm gonna kill you. All. I'm gonna wake you up. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> okay, uh, 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 here we go. Okay, so I wake up and I go. Uh, uh, I burst out of all your chests all at once, uh, and I go. Uh, and I got a, a little. I've got an iPhone with a light on it, you know. And I say, uh, oh, no. Hey, did you even did you even see the light from the back of the room? Uh. Uh, Joe Rogan took over your comedy club. <laughs> I don't know much about comedy, guys. I'm sorry. More of a book that, guy, you know? No, that, was, that, was, that, that would be good. scary. Like, thinking you're getting the light and you haven't even yeah. said a joke yet. 
Yeah. A hundred percent scary nightmare you just created. Punchline. I'm just trying to workshop some stuff. Uh, punchline. Punchline. Uh, how's that for a second? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. I got okay. What about a punchline? Yeah. Um, is the joke coming, bitch? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that fuck. Yes. Okay. Just throwing oh. it out there. Or how oh. about you guys didn't even make it to the Burlington Comedy Festival? Yeah, you guys, you guys, yeah, you guys didn't even, you guys won't get the gala. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, no. I, okay, I got to go. Here's a good one, and then we'll end it, because I feel okay. like I've dragged. Okay, here we go. No, no. So, uh, in the dream, all three of you are sitting down at your fresh laptops, ready to f- type some jokes. Okay. Uh, you've all sat down. But then some, the screen's just, and the smoke's coming out of your fresh, brand new laptop. And you're like, what the hell? I was going to write so many jokes on this. And uh, smoke's pouring out. And then uh, and then the fucking bunch of green uh, letter, letters and shit. And then my head comes out of the fucking laptop. And I go, uh, you're not good at writing comedy. All you're good at is watching porn, bitch. <laughs> and, then, uh, and, then, and then your computer only does new porn tabs every time you press a button. And then all your friends and family come in. And then they're all embarrassed. But you can't stop J.O.ing. And uh, so that's the dream. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Freddy Krueger. That's scary as hell. Yeah, you'd think that you're going to be a comedy writer, but you're just addicted to porn. That's the kind of thing, that the dream that I set up for you guys. Terrifying. Oh, brilliant, Freddy. You did not disappoint, sir. I tried. I tried. I'm not an improv guy, but... Well, very good. You should look into it. Well, that was such a fun time talking to the evil Freddy Krueger. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. And until next time, we'll see you again on Evil Man. Hey, everybody, what are you doing? Don't forget about it. It's Evil Man Podcast, and you better listen to it or bazinga, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, yes. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 